the wrong year for my birthday. Zeke, when I called the hospital to get your records, they didn't have an Ezekiel cross for 2002. But they damn sure had one for 98. So this dumbass video was not. Zeke, you're not 19. You're 23. That means I lied about my age. That means I broke NCAA regulations. That's gonna fuck up my opportunity in the draft. That means I gotta tell them what I know. But I didn't lie. You didn't! You lied! You lied! Zeke! Bitch, I'm a fucking king. So Zeke is your mule? Yes. And papa? You should follow us. Yeah. Welcome to episode 45 of the Riley Randall's podcast. I go by the name of Riley Ritz, born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Shout out Bushwick, shout out Canarsie, shout out Best Eye. I rap. I used to do OnlyFans, kind of still do, excuse me. And as of today, I podcast. Um, my fault for being late for the podcast, y'all. I ain't going to hold it. I was being lazy. I was procrastinating. I was being lazy for a minute. <laughs> But um, shout out to my old listeners, shout out to my new listeners, and um, we're going to get into some things, man. But um, yo, the intro you heard in the beginning was this nigga, Lou Young. He does, he imitates Zeke from Power, and I ain't going to hold it. I came across them shits by like TikTok, and I ain't going to hold it. I downloaded them shits, and I just watch, and I used to watch them over on my phone. And even post those clips on my Instagram stories. But I just found out about his um, YouTube page. And I've just been watching them Zeke imitations over and over again. <laughs> like, those shits is funny. And I ain't gonna hold it. I haven't watched Power Ghost. I may have only watched season one of Power Book Two Ghost. I haven't watched season two at all. Like, I was like, yo, I'm not in the rush to watch this shit. Matter of fact, I don't even care. So, fuck it. It wasn't until I started seeing the Zeke imitations. And I was like, yo, is this nigga on the spectrum? <laughs> is this nigga on the spectrum or some shit? Because he's the way he's portrayed by other people or from what I've been hearing from other folks, even on social media, like, is this nigga slow? Like, is he a little, like, doy doy? Like, whatever the fuck. But shout out to that nigga Lou Young. He is so fucking funny when he does Zeke. And he's like, I gotta tell him what I know. Why am I? You. <laughs> Yo, that shit is too hilarious. I'll be watching that. I was watching that same clip over and over again because that's the funny shit. <laughs> so you need to tell me this dumbass nigga, my older brother. <laughs> Yo, that shit is nuts. <laughs> and fucking Kane's part was funny as fuck because I saw the real clip. I knew you was going to let that nigga. <laughs> I knew you was going to fuck. I told you not to fuck that nigga. You, you went and fucked him anyway. I knew you, but I knew you. I know you. I know you. You a little, you a little ditzy. Like, I... <laughs> Yo, that whole imitation shit is so fucking funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fucking funny, man. 
But nah, nah, nah. Let me um. I'ma just cover some stuff real quick. Um, shout out to y'all for sticking with me. My fault for like taking my time to get back to this, and um, we're gonna get into it. Yo, I need a new fucking phone. Like, ever since I cracked my shit, like it's been running slower and slower. But I don't think it has nothing to do with the with it being like the weather and shit. More so the memory. I know when you use up damn near all your memory, the shit start lagging differently. So I definitely need a new phone regardless of how I move in. Yeah, but real quick. Um, the past two weeks has been full of RE Linux stuff. And um, I'm just... Not that it's necessary for me to address, but I might as well just get the shit off real quick because... Recently, she was on this um, South this podcast in South Africa. It's real popular in South Africa. Mac G. It's called Podcast and Chill. And um, yeah, let me write this specific thing down real quick because I have a feeling I'm gonna visit it real quick. So yeah, but um, during the podcast episode, um. Pop, I mean Mac Pop G, Mac G, like talked about talked about her her song called Pop. It's on, I think it's on either Shea Butter Baby or or her faux EP. Nah, it's on Shea Butter Baby. I'm tripping. <laughs> but um, he has some shit to the. He has something like where are we at right now. Is someone fucking you good right now? And. She felt some type of way about that. Like, oh my God, that's a wild question. Why would you ask it that way? Like, whoa. And for anyone that's a fan of Ari's is going to tune into something that has Ari in it. And, but not me, except me. I didn't catch that because like we haven't followed each other in like years. So, but um, she directly addressed the interview basically saying like, why was I alone? Why was I alone on that call full of people? Why didn't anyone intervene? Why would why was the parts of the video destroyed like the team promised? Why did it happen to begin with? I feel ambushed, blindsided, just because I happily and freely sing about sex don't make any kind of creepy disrespect warranted. You know, I'm good off and basically saying I'm good off interviews and visiting South and plus I'm good off interview and visiting South Africa because grown men justifying rape and predatory culture is disgusting. Um, nothing. F- oh yeah, she also says some something about her sec her faking her sexuality. There's nothing fake about my gay. Thanks. Yeah. Um, a couple things. A couple things. But nah, let me before I get to the couple things. Let me also. Get to the second Ari thing, which was basically her having, you know, a mental breakdown. I would call it a mental breakdown because she again threatened to quit the music industry. And the reason I say it like that is because this is not the first time she threatened to quit the industry. Last time she threatened to quit the industry is when the Soul Train gave their music award to Lizzo. And... I said even back then, I can understand why she felt the way she felt because if you listen to any of Lizzo's music, it it does not have any soul in it. It's more pop than it is soul. It's more pop, sorry. So 
the fact that, you know, Lizzo's pop song was listed as R&B and Soul and won a Soul Train Music Award was kind of ridiculous. It's like when Tyler, Tyler dropped Igor and it was obviously pop music. Was it pop music? Yeah, it was pop music. And, and, it was, and mind you, he intentionally made it that way. But it was listed on the what? R&B music? R&B and soul type shit? And he felt some type of way about that. And then fucking weird ass Charlemagne gonna go on the Breakfast Club and invalidate what he said. Basically, just be glad you won an award. Why are you complaining? And it's like, nigga, it's, inval- it's valid. Like, what Tyler said is valid. Award show's been like Miss. The award show never categor- properly categorized black music or where it belongs. And they just think, one, because it's one race, one shit sounds like all of them. Oh, this is nigger music, so it's either rap or b and soul. Not pop, because God forbid a black music goes in the pop section. Or black, God forbid an actual R&B music goes in the actual, like whatever the fuck. But that's just Charlamagne being Charlamagne, so... You can't expect, but you you can't expect but so much out of him. So, yeah, but R and B. I mean R and B. Ari threatened to like quit the music industry over that. Go to the army, the military, some dumb shit, and she wound up going back to music. And after the whole podcast situation, she wanted to be dropped by Dreamville or shit like that. So. Um, but to go back to everything, to give my take on everything, a couple things. Um, and this is my thing. Why didn't Ari look up what type of podcast she was going, going to before accepting that? Because I don't know if I brought this up with the podcast niggas last episode or the episode before that, but that was my thing when Asian doll went up with those corny podcast niggas. I said the same thing then. Like, why didn't she look up what type of podcast she was going into before accepting that? Why? Like, I think, you would think that would be a smart thing to do, and that doesn't justify what homie asks. I'm just saying, like, if you know what type of platform you're, if you would look up what type of platform you're going, you're being invited into, you at least you'll do your due diligence and know whether or not whether you want to enter into that territory. You know, because from what I gather with the South African nigga, he seems like a shock jock pretty much. So he's going to ask the inappropriate questions, you know. And to me, he went about it the wrong way, right? Even if you are shock jock. But at the same time, I want to understand why, because, okay, if I ask her this shit, you know, that's going to be, you know, a soundbite, something to promote the fucking podcast with, to, to bring viewers and listeners in, or have them talk about something, which they did either way. So it worked out to their favor, but at the expense of alienating somebody that's not going to come back to that platform again. So if it was worth, if it was worth the clicks, then hey. They like it. I love it. But um, 
But yeah, especially if you make like sexually sexually suggestive songs. Of course a nigga going of course a nigga going to test you. <laughs> of course a nigga going to test you. Especially shot jocks. Shit, they trying to be they still trying to one up Howard Stern to this day. So, yeah. But um I was surprised that Ari I was surprised that Ari would even go up there because I like I've been paying attention long enough to know like there's certain platforms she would and wouldn't go up to. Like there's a reason why she was on podcasts like The Friend Zone or It's the Real or Angela Yee. She was on Yee's podcast before I think. Come to come to find nah, come to think about it, yeah, she was on Angela Yee's um podcast. And there's a reason why you would never see her be on there's a reason why you would never see her on The Breakfast Club. There's a reason why you would never see her on Joe Budden's podcast. But there's a good chance that if anything, there's a good chance she'll be on Rory and Maul's podcast before you ever see her on Joe Budden's podcast. She was at their fucking show. Their live show, I think. How do I know? Like, nigga, is she too? I think she... It was brought up in the article. An interview. She done. Like, so she's smart. It's just she didn't do her due diligence and what type of platform she was going into and just accepted it because it's South Africa. She just visited South Africa recently. So I'm going to just show more love to them. But shit, that changed. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just do your due diligence. You don't know how these podcast niggas is wired. They might lure you in with a smile and this facade like, yo, no, we're just going to ask you a few questions and shit. And before you know it, niggas jump at you with all types of bullshit. And that's what probably happened. Not even probably. That's exactly what happened. That nigga felt like he got comfortable. And that's another thing. You got to check. You got to check the temperature. Like, you don't know that person enough to ask them like those inappropriate questions. Like you would think to be smart enough to build a rapport to where you can just say that shit. <laughs> like, I mean, I I mean at the uh, I'm stumbling over my words. That um that soundbite of Ari that I put on my album, the twelve, Ari's interlude. Like we may have not a long we may have not have known each other like a long time. Like I'm not even gonna perpetrate that we have this long grandstanding relationship and shit. But you know, shit was comfortable to where she could say shit like that to me and that didn't bother me because it was what it was. You was in the hooker spot, Riley. I can't believe you. You was gonna pay for pussy. Riley. Like, yeah, nigga, because she followed me at that time, and she and I posted a fucking podcast interview that I did with um Fat Liver Jones. Shout out to him, and I said that shit. So the fuck was I hiding? I volunteered that information. So of course she's gonna like joke with, joke with it, like talking to me or talking about me and shit. Of course, that was different. All right. 
We it like it was cool. If I'd have felt some type of way, trust, I would have said something in the cut, like, yo. But I didn't. It was what it was. Like, niggas gotta check the temperature before they start saying some certain things. Like, at least have the report to at least have a long enough report to where or at least bring it up to her and say, like, yo, I'ma talk about this. Like, or if you're going to be more free-flowing, just even then, just check the temperature. If it's the temperature to where you can say some lewd and sexual suggestive shit, then yeah, say that. Like, I'm pretty sure you can, I'm pretty sure people can pick up vibes. Like, I'll give you a better example. When I had Kings with Kiki on here or Marie Love on here. I wasn't going to ask them, you know, some suggestive, disrespectful shit. If anything, I always like to, like, you know, make it like more of a conversational piece and not just the standard podcast shit to where I just ask you questions and whatnot. Question and answer type shit. Like, to me, those joints are boring. I think the only time that I attempted that was... For a full episode was with Skip. And that's probably why like that would be my most awkward episode yet. <laughs> and that's no disrespect to him. Like I appreciate him from coming up there, even though he, like I appreciate him coming up there. But I just can't stand those QA episodes throughout the whole thing. Like I rather I rather just ask you one or two, three questions and let it be free flowing. But even when it's free flowing, I'll I know better than to just ask a nigga like, "What's your dick size?" Like, what? How do you jerk off? What? What? Like, come on! Like, that's just left field. Let it segue into that, and then not just I'm not saying me, but in general, I'm not. I'm never gonna ask a nigga about his dick. Like, that's just weird. <laughs> How often do you jerk off? Whoa. And now saying that out loud, I'm thinking about the time that I, during like when OnlyFans reviews was popping off, I don't know what possessed me to say, to give off like dick pic instructions, but I did. (laughs) I did because a lot of girls was just complaining about how they were getting sent dick pics. And it was like, to them, it was like tacky. So I just... I just figured to give some advice based on the success that I was getting because not for nothing, you know, girls would ask me for dick pics. They did. They did. They did. It was just me being me. <laughs> and it was cool. Dick pics, jerk off instructions, shit like jerk off vids, shit like that. And I would figure like, yo, do it like this. You, it'll increase your chances of her fucking with you. For real, for real. I just don't know Twitter shit. And other niggas seeing that, it could look weird. Like, where's you? Why? What? Yeah. So I can understand how that shit would seem away. But um, yeah, niggas just got to check the temperature for one. But at the same time, Ari should have like did her due due diligence, or at least her team should have done their due diligence before accepting the invitation. Like, 
watch a couple niggas episodes, then decide for yourself as to whether or not you want to accept the invitation of being on somebody's platform so this way you won't feel like blindsided or railroaded and shit, you know? So there's that. But also, I think it would be best if Ari would just stay off social media for real this time and 100% focus on her mental health because that's another thing that's public with her, her mental health. People don't take that into consideration, you know? How many times she done threatened to quit social media and then on me to come back on? How many times she done threatened to quit the music industry on me for her to say that she's working on new songs and preview those shits? Like, she gives too much power to things that's honestly beyond her control. So my fear is, is that, God forbid, she'll attempt suicide. And then next thing you know, we're going to be saying RIP to Courtney Salter. So while I don't take what she says on social media seriously anymore because it's like a broken record, I do take her mental health seriously at the same time. So my best bet is just for her to like, for her to stay off social media for a minute and just really give her password and shit to her team and just focus on what she can control and focus on her mental health and then she'll be Gucci from there. Because again, I don't want somebody to really go off the deep end that day and just next thing you know, we'll be mourning her. And I don't want that. As a person that suffered from like mental health, like suicide and shit, I don't want that from her, for her. So um, my best bet is just for her to like stay off social media and just focus on herself and then she'll be all right. She'll be cool. Because honestly, you're not missing a lot in social media. It's still the same old recycled ass conversation. And I'm going to need niggas to stop. I'm going to need niggas to stop basing their personalities off of the same recycled subjects. I'm sorry. Because it's to the point where now niggas is making podcast bashing their new Twitter personalities now. It's like y'all it's like y'all still won't go outside and be original. Y'all see what y'all see what gets the most numbers and retweets and you're just like, oh okay, that could be my new personality. Okay. Fuck these niggas with podcasts. Podcast niggas ain't shit. Podcast is the worst thing that happened to you niggas. And I'm like, oh my I don't want to have to mute podcasts now because, like, one size don't fit all. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Not all, like, I'm going to just say this. Not all podcasts are created equal. You know that. Some of these podcasts are, aren't about shit. I'm going to just say it. Who's to say? My podcast may be one of those that aren't about shit, but for somebody, it's gonna be, it's gonna hit entirely different. You know? I mean, this podcast didn't, this podcast isn't currently where it started at. And I'm gonna get to that because, I'm gonna get to that in another episode because I'm about to reach 
the one-year anniversary of the Rowdy Randoms podcast. And I'm going to celebrate that shit. But on another episode. Right now, we're just talking about y'all basing your personalities on, your internet personalities on recycled subjects. I'm going to need y'all to go outside, touch grass, and develop your own personality. Instead of doing the copy and paste shit. Because, nah. Nah, fam. Just go outside, be yourself. Develop social skills. Get into some exciting situations. And come back here when you can. And hopefully you'll inject some personality. You'll inject some originality on there. And you'll you'll attract your um, tribe. Instead, everybody is copying and pasting shit for the sake of quote unquote doing numbers. Which is really to fit in. Y'all trying to make up for lost time. Y'all trying to make up for the times y'all quote unquote lost in junior high, high school. And what I mean by lost is really peaked. Like y'all will not let go of that that popularity that you're chasing. Y'all wanna matter so bad because in the because the real world is fucking cold and whatnot. But still, y'all giving too much credence to shit that's Wait, that's past you a long time ago. And I'm going to just need folks to, like I said, step away from their apps for a couple hours, maybe a day, two or three, and just explore the world. Build some social skills. Talk to people that actually like you. You know, and who knows? And that's another thing. I'm going to just make this short and sweet with this dating shit. I'm like, I'm tired of a whole gender being generalized because... One nigga or one woman didn't like you. Because I said some shit, matter of fact, earlier today. Or even go further back a couple days ago. Because I saw some tweet about fucking BBWs not getting enough love from niggas. Will y'all show us love in real life and up front and not just just private? And I'm just like, ugh. Y'all say this shit whenever the nigga you like doesn't like you. Knowing you probably knowing that you probably have a couple niggas on your hotline, but because they're not your type, you don't count them. You exclude them. And who cares about the truth when the lie is more entertaining? But the nigga that you're chasing, he's not paying you any mind. You may not be his type. And because you feel a way, you generalize a whole gender because that one nigga you chasing is not chasing you. So whose fucking fault is that? Not his. He has a preference. Clearly, in that preference, isn't you. So it doesn't make him fat phobic. He just don't like you, sis. It's all right. Go after the niggas that I actually like. But nobody does that. Nobody does that anymore. Do y'all even date? Do y'all really date or y'all definition of dating is sending heart eyes and the niggas comments and then hoping it works out for the best? Do y'all actually go outside and talk to people? God damn. Wow. I said the Lord's name is vain. <laughs> like, damn. Instead of talking to people that actually like you, y'all talking to... Y'all talking to your your preferences, your preferences, and your fucking standards. You're talking to those types. But the thing y'all don't give consideration to is 
What if your what if you don't meet the preferences of yours, of your own preferences? Meaning, I let's say you come across a nigga that meets all of your check that meets all of your checklists. You come across him and you fuck and fuck it. You he you don't meet his fucking checklist. You gonna feel some you gonna feel some type of fucking way. Same thing with niggas. Y'all shoot your shot and, and that shot don't hit. If anything, you're caught in banks with your shot and it's not even close. You gonna say all oh, bitches ain't shit? Or it's just you didn't meet you didn't meet the you ain't meet her checklist, nigga. That's it. That's it. Just because you have your preference doesn't mean just because they meet all your preferences doesn't mean that you're guaranteed to meet theirs. Nobody's ever considerate of the person across from. <laughs> That's another thing. Nobody ever considers the person across from them or next to them. It's just me, 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 me. Me, baby. Me, baby. Me. Me, me, I, 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 I. Nobody's ever considerate of the person next to them or across from them. Which is why, like, now more than ever, I would say this is a selfish-ass generation. That's why dating never really works out for y'all. Because everybody is selfish. And selfishness is good to an extent. Y'all go past that extent and start fucking up almost immediately and in full speed. And refuse to see what, where you're fucking up at. Like, I'm tired of seeing toxic-ass self-care, quote-unquote, advices. You can stop talking to that person. You don't own anything. Like, but y'all preach about communication at the same time. Like, is it Uchi Wally Wally or is it one mic? I don't have to like that person, but whoever I show interest in, gonna have to show interest back to me. Because I don't be liking people like that. What the, the fuck? So that person gotta feel like the chosen one? So. So that person got to feel like the chosen one because you locked eyes on them, fam. Suppose I don't even like you like that. Have you ever thought of that? No, you don't because me, baby, me, baby, I, 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 everybody's fucking selfish for the, like, in an unhealthy way. Dating is not a waste of time because... You're learning your likes and dislikes and in your preferences as you really go along. It's really fucking trial and error out here. But y'all, but y'all expecting to find your fucking husband and wife in one shot. Like, this ain't the 50s, nigga. You gotta act like y'all don't wanna be like your grandparents or your parents stuck with one person that you can barely tolerate for 30, 30 to 50 fucking years, but y'all moving like them too. Because I don't want to start over. Which is where boundaries and discernment comes in at. If you, like, if your intuition is telling you about that person that you don't like. If, I mean, let me rephrase that. If your intuition is telling you some shit 
that is rubbing you the wrong way, you have a choice as to whether or not to listen to your intuition and move accordingly. Y'all don't. And then just go in hoping things work, work out for the best. On, on a couple of my podcasts, I've documented how I moved with that girl, Mahogany, when I dated her. And I admitted my fucking shortcoming. My shortcomings in that. Like my intuition and sign, both my intuition and the signs, the red flags blared out to me. I don't want to feel like I'm hurting you. Shit like that. And instead of taking heed to it and moving accordingly, I drove right past through the red flags. It's like, yo, we're going to ride this to the wheels roll off. I really like her. She seemed to like me at the time. And I got fucking hurt in the end. That shit hurt. Because how she ended shit off was very cold and distant. Very cold, detached, roof. I'm not gonna say ruthless, but damn near, damn near. And it took me a minute to get past it because I felt stupid. Knowing those, no, I felt stupid and I felt like this was both my karma and my punishment for ignoring my intuition, for not doing the discernment. Had I had I done the discernment, I would have maneuvered way differently and be like, all right, you know what? Obviously, you're not feeling me like that. So how about this? We can just fuck around from time to time or whatever you whenever you feel like in the shit. Other than that, I'm not I don't have any interest in being your fucking friend. Now we don't even talk. <laughs> and truth be told, I don't care to talk to her. Like if I never see her again in life, it will not bother me. And this is just not me saying it because it's a cool thing to say. This is something to say. This is me saying it because I dead ass mean it. But yeah. Date, but would I say dating her was a waste of time? No. Because there was a lesson to be taken away from that. And so it was well worth it. Plus the good times. But y'all want to get it right in that one shot. So. But yeah, fucking simple. Dealing with different people is how you get to know yourself better. So it can never be a waste of time. Not just in the dating world, business. You know, establishing business reports, personal reports, personal friendships, platonic friendships, um, collaborations, even artistic collaborations. You know who you want, you know who you want to work with. And who you don't want to work with after that one-shot deal. Or even before then. Just the vibes they give off. You know, so. Yeah. Um, but. Majority. I'm not going to say a good majority. Most people were raised on the internet. So they're not experiencing the real world how they should. And this pandemic definitely isn't helping. So. Um, yeah, it's just develop, developing your social skills, getting to know your, 
Getting to know yourself can never be a waste of time. It's going to take a couple of tries, but if you apply the lessons that you learned along the way, how can you ever be wasting your time? That's just me. So I can never say that I wasted time with mahogany. I can never say I wasted time with any of my exes or who I fucked around with or even had bad friendships with because I knew myself through that. Did I care for the emotional and mental pain? No. Who does? Who wants to experience that? But, you know, I learned more of me. And as I get older, now it's like, now that I know more of me, I know what I'm not going to tolerate. I know how to move accordingly whenever I see familiar signs. Like, oh, next time I hear fucking... I don't want to hurt you. I know what that fucking means now. Oh, nah. Oh, okay. You know what? I'm a bow out. You got it, sis. You got it. That's it. So it's not a waste of time because now I know what that fucking phrase means for real. <laughs> but, um, fuck us about to say. Oh, speaking of red flags, I had to um, unfollow one of my. One of the girls I reviewed, I ain't going to hold it. I reviewed her and I just kept following her because I ain't going to hold it. Like, she's a baddie. She's still a baddie. Don't get it wrong. And she offer services, quote unquote. But um, over time, I was just seeing her saying some shit and it was like, uh it was getting harder and harder to justify why I was still following her. Because it's like, okay, in the beginning, I wasn't really paying much attention to it because she was learning about the stock exchange and crypto and real estate and shit that's going on within the world. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. Is this shit that I'm into personally? No, not really. I don't really follow too closely those too closely to those like I'm not the type to watch CNN all day every day like my stepfather used to like I don't have it in me no maybe five ten minutes max <laughs> but 24-7 CNN nah I'm good great for you though <laughs> but um as time went on I just saw her posting Obviously, misinformation about COVID and how COVID works. Like, basically, and how I knew it was misinformation was, and I bullshit you not, when I went to her story, she posted some shit. And she was real arrogant about it. Like, ha ha, somebody owe, some people owe me an apology. And... Instagram has this shit to where it'll tell you whether or not it's accurate information. And the shit said it is like it's poor or it's fake news, misinformation, whatever the fuck. Misinformation that came from Facebook posts, whatever the fuck. And I was like, oh my. Then and there I learned like, okay, she's anti-vax. Got it. Which means she's probably not even vaccinated. Now, look, whether you're for the vaccination or against it, whether you are vaccinated or not, 
I don't fucking, I don't care. I don't care. This is not that type of podcast. I'm not that type of person. You know, I don't care. But what, but what I care about is people blindly spreading misinformation because it supports their narrative, no matter what the fuck it is. So that was just like, okay, to me, that was both strike one or two. I'm not even going to <laughs> But the last strike was, all right, so I followed her Instagram, but I kept her Twitter. Cool. Um, the last strike for me was when she's, and keep in mind, she's black. When she said uh, somebody was playing, I don't remember verbatim, but I remember this much. Something about somebody attempting to play the quote-unquote black card. What? 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 As soon as I saw that, I'm like, yeah, I can't do this. I can't. I can't. Being a baddie doesn't justify this anymore. <laughs> Being a baddie doesn't justify it anymore. I got to I gotta cut you loose. Like, I don't even want to... I don't even want to try to fuck you anymore. <laughs> Plus, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. it. It's no longer worth it. Like, this is too much. No. <laughs> First anti-vax information now. You be, being a black woman talking about somebody else trying to play, play the black card. That sounds caring of you. No. No. I got to let you go. It's not worth it anymore. It's not worth it anymore. I'll just get the I'll just get the services elsewhere. Okay, I don't have to worry about this shit. <laughs> it's not worth it, man. It's not worth it. It's just like, damn. Like, I'ma just have to maybe stick with her OnlyFans if that, because it's like at least in OnlyFans it's just the fantasy. The fantasy's there. Like, she doesn't post in the OnlyFans. She doesn't post shit about anti-vax information and fucking political charge or politically charged or racially charged shit. It's just ass, titties, pussy, squirting, masturbation. Great. I just want to go there to feed my vices. That's it. Like, I don't care about all that other shit you saying, sis. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm like, ah, why'd you fuck up the fantasy? Damn it. I wanted to really seek you out for your services, but now I'm good. I'm just, I'll just indulge you from a distance. (laughs) But, um, yeah, um, I'll just touch on the Cardi B and Tasha K real quick. Um, basically, short story short. And I didn't even know who this girl Tasha K was. The name was familiar, but I didn't know who she was until I looked up her name. And then I was like, oh, shit. That's why she's familiar. Because I saw that interview she did with Sukanya. Is that her? Is that how you pronounce her name? And there was just this clip about, you know, Sukanya defending Lil' Kim. Because basically Tasha K said some like some disrespectful shit about Lil Kim, or some ins- more so insensitive shit about Lil Kim. And Tasha K tried to justify it, like because basically about Lil Kim bleaching her skin, and Ta- and Tasha K's justification for it is that you know 
there's not too many girls that look like me, like dark skin in the industry. So for her to do that, it was just so disheartening. But obviously what she said to Sakanya and what she said about Lil' Kim are two separate things. Or probably she probably said it differently. But Sukanya like came to Lil' Kim's defense, like, yo, like she's very sensitive about that. If you got love for her, show her respect. You know what I'm saying? Say, say that you love her. You know what I'm saying? And um and I ain't gonna hold it. That just raised a question mark with Tasha K in my mind. But also that just gave me like some a newfound respect for Sukanya. Like I feel like and I reviewed her OnlyFans before and I was like Nah, this shit ain't worth subscribing to because all these fucking, these content prices are high as shit for it to be that short. So nah, I ain't jacking it. But, you know, I respected, I respected her just for her, like, defending Lil' Kim. So, yeah, but um, that's when I looked her up with the Cardi B shit. And basically, she claimed that Cardi B had herpes and worked as a prostitute. Without ever identifying car, yeah. Now, basically, a couple years ago, she like just made how many 37, 37 videos about Cardi, about dragging Cardi's name through the mud, saying that she had heart herpes, fuck herself with beer bottles, worked as a prostitute, and Cardi just said, "All right, you keep antagonizing me, you keep antagonizing me through my friends. All right, I'm a." Masuyu, come get these millions, and and Cardi just won her case, four million dollar lawsuit. This sets a new pre- not for nothing. This sets a new precedent with celebrities, meaning they can legit they can legit sue bloggers and come out successful for it. And I think. Um, the shade room is not allowed to mention Cardi B at all. To from what I understand. I gotta look that up, but yeah, I've heard it numerous times that the shade room cannot mention Cardi B at all. But yeah, um Tasha K has to pay up. Yeah, let me rephrase that. The Supreme Court, it made its way all the way up to the Supreme Court. Oh, vowing. Tasha K vowed to go all the way up to the Supreme Court to appeal the $4 million jury verdict that found her liable for defaming Cardi B. And, you know, uh, how can I word this? I'm going to just simply say that Tasha K refuses to take the L. Like, it's very hard to describe, but... Immediately after, almost immediately after she did the verdict, she got the verdict, she uploaded a video on YouTube. Basically, it's a, if you go to it, I mean, you can go to her video if you want to her YouTube page. But to me, it's a waste of time because it's basically 40 minutes or maybe to an hour of her being in denial of the whole thing. Being in denial of the whole thing. She basically says that 
It's a machine driven by corporate interests, including prostitution, drug use, promiscuity, and the glorification of violence and try to squeeze her for everything. Now, as far as, a, as, far as the machine driven by corporate interests, including prostitution, drug use, promiscuity, and all that, that's valid, but not in her situation. That's not valid. Sis, you got caught lying. Got caught lying. Simple as that. You never gave proof to Cardi being this herpes spreading prostitute fucking herself with beer bottles. And you even admitted that you lied. So it's like, I mean, this is just a case of, you know, delusions of grandeur along with pride. Like her, her pride and ego refuses to take this L. Like, no, no, no. That jury didn't come back guilty. I don't owe Cardi B no $4 million. I didn't lie to her. That's the truth. But it said that it lied. I did. That's the truth. That's the, like, pride and ego is a motherfucker. You, like, you, you know how, you know what? I'm not even going to say that. I'm not even going to phrase it like that. Um, When a man, when two, when niggas get into fights and... You just get your ass beat and you're eat a man when it comes to a man getting his ass beat, a man's ego can't take that. A man's private ego can't take that. Because the minute you get your ass beat, especially around these times, you're getting your ass beat not just amongst a crowd. You're getting your ass beat amongst a crowd with fucking camera phones, B. That's attached to social media apps. And the whole, it's not just the block scene you get your ass beat. It's the whole possibly 50 fuck, how many, God knows how many states watching that's watching you get your ass beat. And an ass, and an ass beating is hard to take because the whole world is watching you and saying basically you can't fight and you couldn't fight this nigga. No matter how honorable it was for you to fight the fair one, you didn't get your gun, you didn't get other niggas, you didn't even pull out your blade. You just went with the handwork and the better person won. But it's still honorable that you went to that route. You'll live to fight another day. Your pride of ego doesn't see it that way. It's just, they see Your pride of ego see it as, oh, you pussy, oh, you soft. You let that nigga beat you? Wow. I didn't know you was pussy like that. My bad. My bad for giving you that respect. I, I I take it all back. I take it all back. You want to let this nigga pump you? Wow. Punk you? Wow. Okay. My bad. I thought you was a man. My bad. I didn't know you was pussy like that. And you're like, you're pride, like, and you're not going to let your ego bully you either. So... That's when you go to the extremes. That's when the gunplay comes out. That's when the knife work comes out. That's where all the extreme shit comes out. That's when the beef really picks up. And before you know it, you're doing fucking life behind bars. Because you because your pride and ego wouldn't allow you to take that out. I bring that up to say that's the case with Tasha K. Her pride and ego refuses to take that out. She just took a beating. Her mental just took a beating in court. 
And it's like, nah, fuck that. Fuck Cardi. I know that's what she's mentally saying. Fuck Cardi. That bitch is a that bitch is a prostitute. That bitch get, does got herpes. She has the industry back of her now. This is a plot. Bitch, you're not that important. Sorry. <laughs> Damn. Nah, let me curve my verbal. Let me curve my verbal because now I'm starting to sound like money bag, yo. <laughs> but, sis, you got caught out there lying. You admitted this on public record. Only for you to delete those fucking Cardi B videos just so shit wouldn't come back bad on you. And it still did. To me, it sets a new precedent. It sets a new precedent. Any of these bloggers, blogger motherfuckers can get it. And somebody has the money enough to do to get y'all got legally. I mean, it's not gonna stop the fucking bloggers or the blog sites or whatever the fuck. It's not gonna stop them from lying on fucking celebrities because again, who cares about the truth when the lie is more entertaining? It's just that now niggas can be sued and it's possible that. They're going to financially pay the price. But, yeah, I don't feel sorry for Tasha K. This is not about me defending celebrity. It's just, you shouldn't have been talking shit. Like, you don't have to like her as a person, but for you to go on your platform and and attempting to build a a brand about talking shit about a specific person, like, nah. I can't feel sorry for anybody like that. I would feel the same way if The Shade Room was on there. I would feel the same way Baller Alert was on that predicament. I would feel the same way for any of these sites that are more known or these entities that are more known for spreading negativity than positive. Like, you're no different than the industry that you're criticizing. Because you're trying to come up the way they are. You're trying to be shoulder to shoulder with them. So, but, um, yeah, um... You know what? I'ma just wrap up the I'ma just wrap up the podcast early. I'm not even gonna say early because this is good timing. But um yeah. Again, shout out to my old listeners, shout out to my new listeners. I appreciate y'all. Also, I appreciate y'all for fucking with the melanin situation. It's been like two going on three weeks and there's more people watching it. There's more people downloading the songs, you know, especially on Spotify, Apple, Tidal, wherever the case may be. And the fact that y'all showing love to the visual and the song means a lot to me. It genuinely does. Like, abundance minds, like, you'll be surprised how much can change once you switch your mindset from scarcity to abundance. And... I made a Riley Randall's clip about it a couple of days ago. Like switching your mindset from scarcity to abundance is the difference maker. And mind you, I realized this when the OnlyFans review popped up. I kind of lost it, but I, I got it back. I can't even snap my fingers. But yeah, scarcity is you're telling another nigga that he can't do it because you were too scared to try or you tried and failed and you never got over that. Abundance is a nigga's going to be successful in any and everything he put his mind to. Like, he's already going into the situation winning. Scarcity is going into the situation losing. 
scarcity is, you know, you finally, like, scarcity is moving out of fear because you, to you, like, resources is very limited and it's only enough for one person to be in that space. Abundance is, is you're focusing on your objective and you're not worried about the person next to you because there's more than enough for everybody out here. We can all eat. Like I'm not gonna move out of I'm not gonna move out of insecurity and try to fuck and feel the need to fuck the next person to get up there. Like you're all about integrity. Scarcity is you do what you can. Abundance is I do what the fuck I want. And to me, that's what it's been about. Even at the times it slipped my mind, it's always been about abundance. Like scarce to me, scarcity would be sticking with the OnlyFans reviews, no matter how miserable I was with it, because that's where everyone is telling me I'm good at. That's the only thing I'm good at. Abundance says I'm gonna do what the fuck I want, because OnlyFans reviews does not define me. That's what I've been saying all this time. You know, OnlyFans review has never been my identity. I said that from day one. It's just that everybody came in because of OnlyFans reviews. And only a few people gave that a chance. And only a few people gave themselves a chance to get acquainted with Riley Ritz outside of OnlyFans reviews. Because Riley Ritz is an artist. He's a creative. Riley Ritz is a human being. Riley Ritz is not a brand. I'm a fucking human being. Artists are claustrophobic. And so instead of focusing on people that just fucked with the OnlyFans reviews, I started fucking with the people that, you know, fuck with me. And I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, while I still try not to be hung up on the applause as well as the criticism, it's still, it's still you know, more positive for me to focus on the love that's being shown, you know. So shout out to y'all for supporting the melanin situation. I appreciate that. Um, Follow me on social media if you haven't already. Riley Ritz, R-I-L-E-Y-W-R-I-T-T-S. Follow the podcast too. I got to start posting more on my uh, podcast accounts other than just, you know, post the episodes, because that's unfair to y'all, especially for those that support it and retweet the podcast, too. I really appreciate y'all for that. Follow the podcast, too. Riley Randall's Pod, R-I-L-E-Y-R-A-N, as in Nancy, D-O-M, as in Marijuana, S-P-O-D. Follow that on Twitter and Instagram, and if you want to follow my other account, Follow me on Riley Ritz, R-I-L-E-Y-W-R-I-T-T-S. The Melanin Situation video is out now on YouTube. And it's available on streaming platforms. I ain't put it on my Bandcamp or website like I should have. But it's available on streaming platforms. Um, You can follow my music pages as well. Riley Ritz, R-I-L-E-Y-W-R-I-T-T-E-N-S. And, um... After 12 is definitely coming out this year. I'm definitely going to follow. I'm definitely going to follow up a melon situation with another single. 
if not another visual. But yeah, After 12 is definitely coming out this year. So look out for that. And one.